Welcome folks to tonight. Um, tonight I'm going to be dealing with um, a topic entitled, Why is it, or what is one of the reasons why, why God doesn't come and answer my prayers quickly? How many of you have had things that you've been asking God for, and you're sitting in a situation and it looks like God just doesn't come through for you? Come on, let's be honest. You've been there. You like, say, God, I prayed for this, I should have had it, but it doesn't come. Alright, so I'm going to deal with one reason tonight, and I think that this is really going to help us, but it's one of these that are not an easy um, solution. Okay, I believe that we're really going to have to pursue this and we're really going to have to deal with this thing properly in our lives because I believe that if we deal with this thing, we are going to see many, many more miracles and prayers answered. Okay, so let's just deal with this thing. First of all, I want to deal with the issue of the authority on this earth. Okay, we have to deal with this thing because... What happened was Adam and Eve got given the authority on the earth. And so once they had the authority on earth, it was a very interesting thing that happened because God had no authority to operate on the earth. People think that God could just do what He wanted and just come around and mess everything up. But when Adam and Eve was given that authority, God gave it over to them and said, Listen, you can have dominion, I want you to have the authority, and I want you to move on the earth just like you want to. And so, that's why you see in the Garden of Eden, God would come down and walk in the cool of the day. God did not come and name animals. God did not come and do anything on the earth. Because now that authority was transferred to man. Okay? Now a lot of this is going to be a recap, but I'm going to hit some critical stuff here. And so what happened was this, was that Adam and Eve went and messed up very quickly. It didn't take long, and they messed up, and then Satan got hold of the authority. Now what was interesting was that you go back to now with Jesus, in Matthew chapter 4, when you see that he goes through his um, testing, after he's got filled with the Holy Spirit, and water baptized, he goes to the desert, and Satan then goes and says, listen, if you bow down, I will give you this. I will give you all the nations, I'll give you all the kingdoms, I'll do all of these things. And so that is one of the reasons why God was able to come into the Old Testament and come and intervene on mankind's behalf. Because the authority was not held by man, it was held by Satan. So when God came and intervened, He was not breaking man's authority on this earth. He was actually coming in and opposing the devil who had robbed it. And so what he would do is he'd look after his nation, he would come and bring all of these earthquakes and all of these signs and wonders and all of the things that happened in the Old Testament because he was actually coming in against Satan and he was not coming in against man. And so that's why things change in the New Testament. You see, what happened was, the minute Jesus Christ came and he died, the Bible says that he had to come and leave his deity. In other words, he left his godship. He came as a man. He had to live as a man and die as a man. And when he died as a man, he was able to get that authority back. Okay, so we know this. And so, what is interesting is this. In Matthew chapter 28... It says this, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All authority, all power is given to me in heaven and on earth. 
That word power is, is translated authority. Alright? So he says, all authority has been given to me on air, in heaven and on earth. So in other words, Jesus Christ now carries the entire authority on this planet. So now it's back to a man. Now this is not Jesus as God. This was Jesus as man. Man got it back. So now you must understand something. And this is so important. Jesus Christ never gives that authority up anymore. He does not go to the human race and say, okay, you can have all the authority back again, just like Adam and Eve did. If you hear that teaching, it's incorrect. Why does he not give it back? Because man will mess it up again. Come on, how long is it going to take us in our state to give it up to the devil again? Come on, if Adam and Eve was in a perfect state, can you imagine what we would do? It wouldn't take us much. The devil would go, okay, I'll give you a million bucks for that. Yeah, yeah sure, I'll just take the million bucks. Come on, it's not, it's not difficult to see that man will be very fickle with us. So what does Jesus do? He says, listen, all authority is mine, but you can operate in all of it, all the time, on the earth, as much as you want, as long as you just use my name. So the minute you use his name, you've got all the authority exactly the same as what Jesus Christ has had. Alright? And that's why you'll see in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, I'm busy recapping here to bring us to a strategic point. It says, Behold, I give you power or authority to tread on scorpions and serpents, and listen to this, and over all the power of the enemy. In other words, I am giving you all the authority that you need, all the power that you need, and that there is not a single enemy that can take you out. Alright, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So yeah, Jesus goes and he says, listen, I'm giving you everything so that you can operate in it. But I want to ask you this, has anybody been hurt by something? Has ever anybody had the devil come and steal from you? Has anybody had the devil come and mess in your life? Okay, so how many of you know that this isn't working so lacquer? Come on, it's not exactly working like you read in the Bible. So why is it that this is happening? If Jesus Christ has given us this authority, why is it that there is a problem? Well, we see in John chapter 14 verse 13, it says, Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified and glorify the Son. So in other words, this. If you have got an issue, you could say in the name of Jesus, and that issue has got about. How many of you have tried to cast out a devil? How many of you have tried to cast out the devil without using the name of Jesus? Okay, you can try it. You're probably not going to get very far. The minute you say in Jesus' name, that thing gets sorted. Why? Because you have the authority because of the name. Okay, so here comes the issue. How many of us know that God is mighty? Come on, we know that. Right? So 1 Peter chapter 5, and this is what I want to deal with tonight. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the hand of the Almighty God. This is God the Father now. God, under the Almighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Look at verse 7. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Cast all your care on God, because He cares for you. Now, how many of you have ever had a care in your life? 
three of us. Alright? We've had a care, we've gone through issues. How many times have you had a thing that you've asked God in a crisis and you haven't got the answer for it? Come on, we've all been there. Saying, God, why is it that you promised this and I'm going through absolute hell yeah and you just don't seem to deliver me from this thing? You've said that I carry all this authority, you carry all of this stuff. Why is it that I'm not seeing it? Let me tell you where the problem is. God cannot move on this earth because you carry the authority on this earth. God cannot move until you give Him permission to move. So when you pray, this is what happens. We say, Lord, here is an issue. We sit down and we pray and say, Lord, we pray that you'll solve this issue. But guess what we do? We don't ever give Him that issue. We carry that issue all the time in our lives. We say, God, we want you to move, but we're not prepared to let go of it. The Bible is very clear and it says, casting your cares upon Him. And in other words, if you give it to Him, you have got to let go of it so that He can deal with it. The problem is, as long as you hold on to it, you are violating that authority that He can't move. You are stopping Him from moving. We stop God, even though He's all powerful and can change our situation. We are stopping Him because we are not actually releasing it. Now I told you that this is one of the toughest messages because I don't even think I get it right. Okay? Every single one of us like carrying our burden. How many of you have prayed for a prayer and said, God, I thank you that you're going to solve this thing. It's in your hand. And then we still don't have, a, we have sleepless nights. So we don't sleep that night. Come on. And that thing just bugs us. It's right there in our spirit or in our soul. And that's like bugging us the whole night saying, I don't know how to solve this, but God, I think you're going to solve it. But, and then we don't get God to answer that thing. Why? Because you are holding on to it. As long as you can let go of it, God can deal with it. And we see in Psalm 55 verse 22, and I want us to get this concept. And if we can get this thing right, folks, we are going to see victory in our lives. It says this, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee, and He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. I want you to know, here is a promise. God says, if you can cast your burden onto me, I will sustain you and you will not be moved. Most of us cast the burden and pick it up as fast as we threw it. You know, it's like, have you ever had those, um, those ball games where they, where they have a ball and it's on a big elastic band? You know, and you like throw this ball and it comes right back. Remember they started that thing with soccer, they pick it on the ground and you kick it and it just go off and it come back. I'm telling you that's exactly how we are with our burdens. We give it to God for a whole second. Say, God, I thank you that you're going to solve this thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, no chanuk zvirwari. Come on, let's be honest. This is where we are at. And so the problem is this, is the minute you are holding on to it, you are holding on to it because you have authority for it. You have the authority to hold on to something and God can do nothing. And so we have got to get a revelation, and I don't know how we're going to get this thing sorted out in our lives. I'm telling you right now, I struggle with this myself. When I'm going through a crisis, I struggle with the idea of actually giving it to God and believing His promise. In Matthew chapter 6, and I know that I'm giving you a lot of scripture, we're going to deal with some of this. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, 
It says this, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life and what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink, nor about your body and what you're going to put on. Okay? Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, nor do they reap, nor do they gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they are? Which of you, by worrying, can add a cubit of, of stature to yourself? In other words, grow bigger. Come on, how many of us worry? Come on, we really are good at this, man. Come on. We worry about our futures. We worry about the state where we're going. We worry about what's going to happen uh, at work or in our situation or in our country. We are professional warriors. And the Bible says that when you worry, you are not going to grow. And so God wants us to cast these things off and say, God, it's over to you and I can relax in you. I trust you that you said that you are going to look after me and you're going to look after the righteous are going to be okay as long as I give it to you. I want to tell you something. It's going to take some faith and believing God to get this right. Verse 28. It says, so why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor do they spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the fields, which is today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not so much more clothe you, you of little faith? In other words, we don't trust God enough to say, God, you can take care of this issue. And so I want you to know that we are walking around on this, on this planet dealing with stuff that we should have been giving to God properly and saying, God, you take care of it now. I thank you for it and I rejoice for that. I rejoice in the fact that I'm going to see a miracle take place because we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting principalities and powers. In other words, we have got to get to a place where we can say, God, here is an issue. I give it to you in the name of Jesus. I release it and I thank you, God, that you are going to take care of it. I rejoice in the fact that supernaturally you are going to give us the wisdom to handle this, the practical plan of what to do next, but it's not going to come from a place of worry. God, in the midst of a storm, I'm going to have peace. In a place where there should be crisis, I'm going to have total peace. Because I have cast my care on you. I trust you to carry me through this. I want to tell you right now, our starting point is a very simple one. We would rather carry fear than faith. It is easier to carry fear than faith. Let me tell you something. It is very difficult. I look in my own life. I believe God. I trust God. I stand. And I believe that we are growing slowly but surely in our faith. But let me tell you something. Let something come and sideswipe you that you weren't ready for. And fear can grip you like this. Just like this. You can end up like saying, I was on top of the mountain. I was trusting God. And now I can hardly breathe. How many of you ever felt like that? You walk out one day, you feel like, yes, I can take on the world. The next day is, woe is me, I can't even get out of bed. What brings that change? It is because our natural inclination is to go towards the negative. Our natural flesh wants to fear. Our natural desire is to go that road. We have got to start trusting God. How do I do that? 
I have to start getting into the Word and seeing what God says about this and start believing God against what everybody else is saying. And remember, somebody said something very interesting the other day. They said to me, they actually don't accept half the thoughts that go through their head because they go, that's not mine. That wasn't my thought. You know, the devil comes and plants a whole lot of stuff. He goes, yes, that's not even mine. So I don't pick that one up. That one can go past. That one can go past. Okay, God, that's one I need. So I want you to understand that we have got to start making a decision in our lives to say, God, I cast my cares upon you. Verse 31, and this little statement is so hectic. Therefore, do not worry. There's a scripture that says, be anxious for nothing. You know, those are one of the verses you want to tear out the Bible and going, God, this is a joke. God, you don't live down here. Okay, don't be anxious for anything. Let me tell you something. If I get to a guy who's actually in that place, I'm going to think, yes, I've met. The guy should go straight to, you know, who was the guy? Enoch. Was and wasn't, okay? I mean, he was a guy that was so perfect, he should just go to heaven. Why? Because every single one of us worry. Every one of us are concerned. Every one of us have cares. And God's saying, give it to me. But you have to give it to me in the name of Jesus. You have to release it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I release this because that is where your authority is. I'm transferring the authority. I'm giving permission for God to work in my life. I'm giving permission for God to sustain my life. And that is why a lot of us never see the miracle because we've never given God the permission to move. We all assume that God will just take care of us. We all assume that God's just going to move. And yet the word says that God moves when we release Him to do so. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You know in your own life, He's not going to just come bombard you. You've got to come and welcome Him into your life and say, God, come into my life, come and work in my life and come and do everything that you have for me. Come and do the work that you have in Jesus' name. So he says this, he says, don't worry, saying, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What are we going to wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. So let me tell you something, if God knows that you have need of this, how many of us have had lack in those things? Come on, let's be honest. I know people who have gone without food. I know people who have gone without clothes. I know people who have gone without stuff. Why is it that they never got it? And they were Christians. I'm telling you right now, because they never released God to move. They never released God to move. And that is one of the things that Jesus tried to do. The most prevalent thing that He taught on was how to believe God and let go of the fear. How to believe God and let go of the fear. You know, even when that boat was sinking and they woke Jesus up, why did they wake Him up? One simple thing, they feared they were going to die. They feared they were going to drown. Okay? I don't know if they really knew how to swim in those days. You know, the Bible doesn't say Peter could swim. I mean, look, he really started to get worried when he couldn't walk on water anymore, okay? Jesus had to come and save the poor. So, they woke up out of fear, they woke Jesus up and said, listen, you better wake up, we're going to drown here, we're all going to die. So I want you to know that every time Jesus spoke to them and he dealt with the disciples, his issue was, don't fear, trust God. Don't fear, trust God. 
Don't fear, trust God. And when you trust God, it is more than just trusting God. I believe God can do anything, but I have to give Him the permission to do it. I have to give Him the permission and release Him to work on this earth. And that is why the Bible says that God is looking for intercessors, those that will stand in the gap. If my people would humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. These are promises that we have, but we have to release it. We say, God, in the name of Jesus, remember, every prayer has to be done in Jesus' name. That's where your authority flows. The minute you use the name of Jesus, the authority thing's dealt with. Then you have to ask God to come and move. Even if God wants to, He can't, because He can't violate your will. That is why, if you ever wondered, I asked God quite a long time, I struggled with this thing. In the Old Testament, God used to come with fire. God used to come and demonstrate Himself on the earth all the time. Have you noticed in the New Testament He hasn't done that? Come on. I don't see God rocking up and destroying a whole army. I don't see this stuff. I'm going, why is it that none of this stuff is happening like it was in the Old Testament? This is the answer. The Old Testament, God could come in because He was fighting against Satan. He couldn't come in if man was in control. If Adam and Eve had not fallen and given away the authority, God could not have done any of that stuff on this earth. Because it wasn't His to do. So right now, God can't do anything because man is back in control. Because Jesus Christ carries all that authority. Everything. Okay? And Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do. But you have to let go of that fear. You have to let go of that concern. You have to give it over and really trust God. Verse 32. After all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now what does that mean in practical terms? You've got to seek God and how God does it. What is God's rules to get this thing to work? In other words, seek God and His kingdom. What does that mean? God's kingdom is like a country. There's rules that need to be obeyed. There's rules that need to apply. There are certain things that you need to do to get things to move. So God is saying, listen, number one rule, accept Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior to be able to get into the kingdom. Number two, whenever you pray, you need to pray in the name of Jesus because that releases that authority on this earth that you're allowed to have. The full authority that Jesus had. That's why when Jesus came, we started to see the miracles again. You know, when Jesus rocked up, he could walk on water, he could do whatever he wanted. Okay? Then number three, is you have to allow God the access to do what you want done in this earth. You have got to allow God the access. Like now, there is a drought right across South Africa. Are we getting men and women praying and saying, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to bring rain. And now we command rain in Jesus' name to go over these drought-stricken areas. Are you with me? So you have to start allowing God to operate on this thing. And so we have got to start getting this thing sorted out. We have got to seek God and then all these things are going to come together. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow uh, will worry about its own things. Alright, sufficient for the day of its own trouble. In other words, every day has got its own issues. You are going to go through issues. Life is going to bring you things. So tonight I want to ask the question very simply.
How much do we trust God? Do we trust God enough to know that He can actually solve a situation for us? Do you actually trust God enough to know that He can move on your behalf? You see, we need to get to the place where we can cast our cares and genuinely trust Him to sort it out. Because when you do that, God's Word has promised that He will sustain you. He will carry you through. No matter how rough the storm gets, no matter what is around you, you can have total peace knowing that God's going to sort it out. Our problem is this, is we try and make a plan. We try and sort it out. And let me tell you something, in that peace, God can give you wisdom. You know what godly wisdom is? Exactly knowing what to do next, but in God's plan. Exactly knowing what to do next. So in other words, there's this big crisis going on, and I can say, God, give me wisdom. What do I do next? God can give me a plan of exactly what to do next. That is in line with His Word, that is going to bring a solution, that is going to bring a breakthrough into that situation and change it. So it doesn't just mean that I sit there and God's going to just manipulate every situation. God is going to deal with me and show me where to go. He's going to show me what to do. He's going to show me what to say. And when we do that, I believe that God is going to start uh, moving in our lives far more than what He has up until now. See, one of the reasons why we don't have is because we don't even ask. You know, we someone just skip that and we just go, Ah, well, we'll make our own plan. And so after you've panicked, after a very long time, and you're totally exhausted, and you've like panicked totally, and then you sit down and go, okay, well maybe I should do something. And then you try and do some stuff, and you, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Well, I want to ask us tonight, consider yourself, and ask yourself, what are you going to do tonight? When we sit down, and we're going to have communion now, When we take of the communion elements, I want you to sit down and say, God, help me to trust you. You have paid the price. Jesus, you paid the price on that cross so that I could have this authority. You paid the price so that I could have the victory. You know, the blood of Jesus was there for our salvation. The blood of Jesus has paid for our protection. The blood of Jesus has created an authority for us on this earth. He has reclaimed the authority that we need. And the, the body of Christ was broken for your healing. So you've got protection. Tonight is a victory night for us. But I want to challenge us. Let's fight this fear. Let's fight this concerns off. And say, God, help me have faith in the midst of a crisis, no matter what you're going through. No matter what you are facing, God can change that situation around, if we give it into His hands. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank You right now, that You are the Almighty God, and that You want to change our circumstances. But Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray, that You are going to help us to cast our cares onto You. Lord, to genuinely give it to You, so that You would sit down and resolve it in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank You, that as we do, we will give it in the name of Jesus, and we will genuinely give it to You, and have peace about it in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank You for the price, That Jesus Christ has paid for us. 
Lord, that we can carry the authority that we need on this earth. That we can carry the blessing. And Lord, that we can carry the victory. Lord, I thank you that we will grow up. And Lord, that we will be mature men and women, knowing what it is to trust God and believe God. Lord, I bind the spirit of fear that tries to grip us. Lord, I thank you that you will help us to keep our faith and not flick over to fear. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, folks, for listening to today's message. I trust that you are blessed by it. If you would like to receive these message links directly to your phone, please WhatsApp me on my direct number, 082-659-2224, or if you have any questions that I might be able to help you with. And remember that we've got many, many other resources available for you. So please have a look at our website, www.fathersheart.co.za. Subscribe to our podcast by going to iTunes and search for Arthur Frost and subscribe to my sermons podcast. May we be richly blessed as we apply the truth of God's word as he reveals it to us. Many blessings and God bless.